I am so thankful that we as a church take these moments throughout the year to not only see other individuals obey the Lord in baptism, but also to remind ourselves what it means to be in Christ and to have new life. So if you're excited about what God's done in your life, would you go ahead and praise him one more time for the new creation, amen, and what it means to put away old things and to let things become new in Jesus. Go and open your Bibles, if you would please, to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. We're gonna talk about baptism again today kind of get our faith in the right place before we go into a time of worship and baptism. I entitled the message today, Bring It In. Bring it in. Go ahead and say that after me. Bring it in. It's kind of like a big hug, right? Bring it in. Come on. I want to talk to you today about what we bring in to that baptism water and then what we become while we're now in Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Have you found it in your Bibles? Jesus said, Therefore go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You might ask, why do we do this, Pastor Kevin? Why do we get baptized? And I start off from the very beginning because Jesus commands us to be baptized. That's it. He knows what's best for us. He knows what he's trying to accomplish in our lives. The Bible tells us very clearly to go into the world, make disciples, and they'll be baptized. It's part of the journey. Maybe you haven't been baptized yet. You haven't obeyed the Lord in that area. Today, even after this message, you can still be baptized today. We make provision. So if today in the service you decide, you know what, I need to obey the Lord. I need to do what he said. You can go over to our starting point area right at the end of my message before we get into baptisms and go ahead and get started. And we will get you an outfit and we'll get you changed and ready to be baptized even today. But we want to encourage you to obey the Lord. Obedience is always God's design and will for our lives for what's best. In the book of Acts chapter 2, last week we talked about the day of Pentecost. Even in the very first sermon, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit and power came upon the church, in the very first sermon, Peter made sure to obey Jesus' command and offer baptism to the new believers. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 41 Peter replied in his message, he replied, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 41 goes on to tell us that those who believed, say believed, what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000. What a baptism service that would have been, right? Maybe one day we'll be able to say we had a baptism service where 3,000 people were baptized. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. Baptism is a visible illustration of a spiritual reality. You know, so many times when we commit our lives to Jesus, we do so in the privacy of a moment right behind that seat you're in right there, or maybe you were in your room at home and you finally surrendered your life to God in a private moment. Maybe a friend prayed with you at work or in your living room somewhere. Baptism becomes this moment where we publicly declare that not only has God transformed us internally, we now externally let the world know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We externally declare to the devil even. We don't belong to you anymore. Somebody get excited about that. Amen. Ceremonies like this, you know, Jesus doesn't tell us to do anything in vain tradition. He was very much so against religious rituals and tradition for the sake, sake of dead works. That's not our Jesus. So when he says, be baptized, we know he's not just trying to create a church ceremony, he knows we need this moment. Are you understanding that? You know, there are ceremonies and things that we do 
that are tangible or physical expressions of internal and eternal realities. And he knows that these moments are important for us as human beings. They mark us, they're dates on the calendar we can go back to and, and say from that moment on, they're opportunities for our friends and family to see something that happened inside. You know, you can look in other ceremonies that we practice, even a wedding ceremony. It's important that there's a moment that a husband and a wife stand up before witnesses and they say that we are in a lifelong covenant relationship. I had an individual years ago who didn't wanna legally get married because of tax purposes or whatever. And they were like, hey, we just, uh, we just agreed internally that we're married now. And I'm like, that's uh, not gonna wash. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we did it. And I was like, no, 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 because that, that's, that's such a private thing between the two of you. There's no accountability in that testimony. There's no accountability in that covenant. You need to stand before, amen, some people of God and write your name on the dotted line that says, I am in covenant relationship with this person. Otherwise, it's too quick in, too quick out. Are you hearing me, church? And you're like, did that really happen? Yeah, I've heard all kinds of things in church. We do the same thing in communion. Jesus gives us communion. It's a physical expression. It's something that we go through, not just to be religious, my friends, but something that we can take the body and take the blood and say that we receive into ourselves the body of Christ. We are a part of his body. That that body was broken for us and we hold it and we touch it. I'm trying to bring you back to these moments, these ceremonies that Jesus knows we need these things so that we can receive the reality of what's happened eternally and spiritually. All of it's still true in God, but we need these moments of saying from that baptism water on, I left the past behind me. My sin is buried underneath the water and I've come up a new creature. I am in Christ. And we're gonna talk about that today, being in. Peter's statement in his sermon, he actually had four things I wanna highlight in his message that day when he said, repent from your sins, turn to God, be baptized. I believe he was helping us understand four things and then receiving the fulfillment of being baptized and the meaning of being baptized. I believe he was saying, number one, realize the direction you were going was wrong. That's important. I speak to our baptism candidates. I speak to remind those of us who've been baptized that to repent means to change your mind. To repent doesn't just mean to say you're sorry, but to acknowledge that this road leads to death and destruction. I am making a change and I'm gonna go God's way. I am going to say my way was bringing me to death, hell, and the grave. I relinquish that road and I am now going to trust the road before me that Jesus lays out in front of me. That means to repent, to change your mind. It doesn't do us any good just to get wet and not choose to change the way we think and to change our ways for God's ways. Give me a better amen than that. Amen. amen. We're not about a ceremony here. We're about a change. And the beginning of that was repent. Realize the direction you were going was wrong. And now number two, I have turned to God and to God's ways. The third thing would be is recognize that the old you is dead and buried that that is, you are not that same person anymore. Amen. You're not that same old sinner anymore. Somebody get excited about that. You are now a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You're not that same old dead person anymore. That old you is dead and gone. And then number four, a new me is alive in Christ. And that's what we renew our mind into, our new potential our new ability, your new access to God, you're a totally new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that's why we have to take that time to wash our mind with the word of God because we begin to understand the limitations have been taken off and now we have great and precious promises and access to God and what does it look like in this new life with Christ? Because I used to think like a sinner, now I need to start thinking like a son or daughter of God and interacting with him that way. So that's the new you. Baptism, baptize, what does it mean? It means to be immersed. Please write these things in your notes if you haven't already. 
Repent, be baptized. It means to be immersed. Say immersed into Christ. I have one of these tanks today that I'm going to use as part of my illustration, and it says Christ. Because this ceremony, this ritual, if you want to call it that, this practice of immersion and baptism is not just about putting you into water. You are baptized, immersed into Christ. Would you let that sink in for a minute? You have been taken out of darkness and literally placed into light. Jesus is the light. Come on, my friends. You've been taken out of a dead man and placed into the living man. You've been taken out of death and placed into life himself. You've been taken out of weakness and placed into strength. Somebody get excited. You are in Christ. Say, in Christ. Woo. Woo. Got a little goosebump on that one. You've been immersed. The word immersed means to plunge into something. You've been plunged into Christ. Plunged in. Surrounded by. To be covered by. Covered with. The word immersed means to be buried in. Consumed with. That's who you are in Christ. You are plunged into something, into him. You are surrounded by him, covered by him, buried into him, consumed by him. He has taken you into himself. That's what we're practicing today. That's what we're picturing today. That's the faith that we represent today and what we believe is happening. It's not just about getting wet. It's about being placed into Christ. Praise God. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who've been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like the putting on of new clothes. I want you to see that being immersed into Christ, being baptized into Christ, you have put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You are surrounded, you are covered, you are immersed into Jesus Christ. You wear him, he surrounds you as you walk into your business, into your college, into your home. You are not going in there as a mere human being, you are going in there as the body of Christ. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. I'll say it again. Bring it in. Say it. Bring it in. So now you can see Jesus here with his arms open like, bring it in. Bring it in. And he wraps his arms around you and you get consumed, immersed, covered into himself. And you might have all kinds of reasons and excuses of why you don't qualify, but we qualify through the blood of Jesus. And you are in Christ, a new creature. So what should we bring in, Pastor Kevin? Let's go and have this conversation. So today, here I am being baptized, what baptism symbolizes or helps us picture. I am being immersed. I am being plunged into Christ. What do we bring in? Because the topic today is bring it in. What do we bring in? Well, let's talk about it for just a little bit. Bring in all of your sin. You know, we have these filthy rags, these stains on our life. And Jesus is saying, with those arms open wide, he's saying, bring it in. Bring all that in to these waters of baptism. He's not asking you to clean yourself up first before he receives you into himself. He knows who he is is greater than what you did. Too many times we feel unworthy to be in Christ because we realize that gives us access to God, that gives us authority, that gives us riches in heaven. And we're like, no, but I've done this and I've done that and I'm too wicked. And Jesus says, my blood is more powerful. My payment is greater. 
And so you don't have to wait to be baptized until you have some things figured out. The one thing you just need to figure out is this, Jesus will receive you if you come. That's all you have to figure out. The Bible tells us in Romans that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in, in Christ Jesus. He wants you to bring all that condemnation, bring all those real sins, bring them in to that baptism water and let him wash over you. Can you get excited about that today, church? Amen. You know, he also asks you to bring in your failures. You know, it's one thing to bring in sins, but the truth is, not all, you know, we fail, maybe not all failure is sin, but we've disappointed and we feel like a failure. Maybe we failed in business. Maybe we failed in finances. Maybe we failed in relationships. Maybe we failed, yes, in sinful acts, but like a big F on a test grade, we just feel like there's a big F on our life and that we're just a failure. And sometimes we wonder, can God accept a failure? Will God bring in all those failures and the truth is, bring it in. Bring it in. Don't disqualify yourself because you feel like you have failed in life. Bring that life of failure in and watch what he can do with your future. Amen. Amen. What else do you bring in? You bring in your fears. You know, you have all kinds of fears in life. You have fears of the future. You have fears of eternity. You have fears of other people's rejection. You have fears that you aren't good enough. The Bible tells us that we can bring in all of those fears into Christ as well. You don't have to fix all those fears. Just come running into the arms of Jesus. And not only does he ask us to bring in our fears, he asks us to bring in our pain. We have some real pain represented in this room, represented there on YouTube watching. We have real pain, real wounds. People have hurt us. We've hurt people. So we sang, bring in your fears. Bring in your pain. Bring in your sorrows. And you can bring them in to this baptism water. You can bring them in to your relationship with Christ. Let Christ's love consume and wash away all those fears. He's saying, bring it in. I'll hold you. I'll cover you. I'll immerse you into myself. And even all that sorrow and all that grief, you know, he took our sorrows and our griefs. His shoulders are big enough. His power is strong enough and great enough to know what to do with your pain and your sorrow. Here's what I'm saying. You don't have to be this pretend religious person that you come into baptism or you have this relationship with God where you're like, only the good things go into your relationship with Jesus and we have to leave out all this icky, painful stuff. He's saying, I want it all. Bring it all in. I'm not asking you to be fake. I'm not asking you to be phony. I want you to tell me the truth. Tell me what you're hurting about. Tell me who's wounded you. Tell me your failures. Tell me what you're afraid of. I know what to do. I know where you're going. I see eternity. I am strong enough. Bring it in. But some people, though they are in Christ, you've never brought in the truthful pain and sorrow that's going on in your life because you feel like you just got to pretend everything's okay. But in Christ, you can be as vulnerable and honest as you can be, and he knows what to do. Somebody get excited about that. But I want to pivot for a minute and not just talk about the sin or the fear or the pain and sorrows that we bring into Christ. You being placed in Christ is also a declaration that he is now your Lord, not just your Savior. My pastor growing up used to say, Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. You can't call him Lord and keep parts of your life out of him because you don't want him to tell you what to do with it. His lordship means his leadership in your life. Remember to repent was I'm going my own way, which was leading to death and destruction. 
and I'm choosing to now go God's way, which is leading to life and peace. And so not only do we say bring in the bad stuff, in Christ we bring in the good stuff, right? And we submit it and surrender it to his lordship. Things like your talents. Bring your talents into your relationship with Christ and see what he does with it. You know, God gave you talents. Some of you at sports. That is not my talent. But for some of you, you're really good. Can you bring your talents, singing, writing, making wealth, creation of wealth, personal relationships, social media, athleticism, whatever it may be that God has given you talent in, construction, building, architecture, mathematics, so many different things, but you say, God, I give you even those talents back. I don't ask you just to forgive me of my sins and then just let my talent take me where it wants to go. I actually surrender my talent to you, Lord Jesus, and use it for your glory. Somebody get excited about that. I don't just want to be a basketball player. I want it to point to my Savior. I don't just want to sing songs. I want somehow to use that stage you'll give me to proclaim the reality of salvation through Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, freedom from hell. There's a whole lot more than just singing that I want to use this platform for. You bring your talents underneath his lordship. Well, what else do you bring under his lordship? How about your dreams? You know, some of you are dreaming about a spouse, getting married. Will you bring those dreams underneath or into that relationship, into Christ, to be he's the Lord, and he, get, he even gets to pick who your spouse will be? Somebody say amen. Because you bring your dreams, and you surrender those dreams to his lordship. You bring your dreams into Christ. Even what you want to do with your life. Well, it's not just what you want to do with your life because you're now in Christ. And so it's not just what you want to do anymore. We have been bought with a price. And it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. This is Christianity, my friends. For too long we thought it's just going to a church, praying a prayer, and that's all there is to it. No, you're being placed in Christ. There's a lot of benefit for being in Christ, but you also know what it means to be placed into Christ. It means your dreams are now surrendered to the Lord saying, God, I trust you. I delight myself in the Lord and now I believe you will give me the desires of my heart of what to desire and which way to go with my life. And I wanna say this too, you can trust God with your dreams. Some of you might think, well, if I give God my dreams, what if he doesn't want me to go down those paths? Then trust that he's the good shepherd and trust that he saw something that you wanted that was gonna harm you or somebody else and he's got a better plan. Trust that his ways and wisdom may not be your ways, but they're greater. And that greater fulfillment, greater purpose, a greater life lies in front of you. You can give your dreams to Jesus Christ. But also trust that it's not his pleasure to just punish you or take things away from you just to see whether or not you follow him. He doesn't play games with your emotions. He doesn't play games with your trust. Come on, somebody. Say, God, if, if I give you my dreams, does that mean you'll never let me have it? Or if I give you my dreams, does that make you, mean you'll make me marry someone that I wouldn't, you know, that isn't handsome or isn't attractive? Just to prove I'll do it, you know, kind of thing. My friends, you can trust God. He knows how to fulfill you. He knows your best match. He knows and he desires better things for you than you desire for yourself. You can trust God's wisdom and you can trust God in giving him your dreams. Amen. You know, you also bring in your wallet. Come on, church. This is a good place to get excited. <laughs> it's not mine. Every good and perfect gift I have comes from the Father above. Come on, church. God gave you the talent. God gives you the breath in your lungs. God opens the door and places you in those boardrooms and business meetings. God gives you the power to get wealth, the Bible says. 
And so we bring in our resources into Christ as well. And we say, God, what do you want me to do with your money, church? <laughs> Too many people want to get baptized like this. <laughs> Take all of me but my wallet, Jesus. Could you imagine being buried and then your arm sticking up out of the grave with your wallet sticking out? He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. He's going to take care of your needs. He's going to bless you. And he's going to take those resources and he's going to multiply it and change the world with it. Amen. And finally, you bring in even your successes. You know, not everything in our life before Christ was always a wreck. We have degrees, but we submit those degrees to Jesus as well. Amen? We might have kingdoms that we built, entertainment empires that we created, but we even bring those things into Christ. That's what it means to be in Christ. We don't just bring in the bad, we bring in the good and the bad and the ugly, and we bring it into Christ. And he absorbs, surrounds, consumes us into himself. That's what we celebrate today when we watch people get baptized. That's what happened when you declared all of that reality in your baptism. And I want to bring you back to it today. So when you watch people go into that water, may it bring you back to a place where you said, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior and surround me, immerse me in you. I also want to point out that now that we bring those things in, this is now our position before God. We talked about what we bring in, but I also want you to understand when you're in Christ and you're praying, God sees you now in Christ. That's important because it's no longer Kevin Kringle praying, it's Kevin Kringle in Christ praying before the Father, interceding, standing in the gap, asking for miracles, asking for change, asking for God to act. You have to see yourself now as a believer in Christ because that's how God sees you. That's how God interacts with you. He doesn't see you as the old sinner. He sees you, what? In Christ, say it, say it, say in Christ, so you get the, get the point. He doesn't see you as the old sinner. He sees you as what? In Christ. When he interacts with you and he blesses you and he speaks to you and he hears you when you pray, it's you in Christ. He's not rating who you were or what you did because all of that is in Christ. And you can now come boldly into the throne of grace. Why? Because you look like Jesus. Are you hearing me? This is a heavenly reality, a spiritual reality. And today, this very physical, temporal illustration is trying to help you understand that you have been placed into Christ, immersed into Christ. This is how God sees you and now interacts with you. He resources you as in Christ. Angels go on to work on your behalf because you look like Jesus. Angels are working on your behalf like they would work on Christ's behalf. And here's the other thing. The devil has to flee because you look like Jesus. When you speak and you rebuke and you cast him out and you tell him to take his hands off, he doesn't look at you and say, oh, Kevin Kringle, I don't have to listen to you. Why? Because I am in Christ. Are you hearing me, church? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... This person is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, new things have come. This is the new thing. Galatians 3.28, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning. 
If you make the decision this morning to obey the Lord and commit your life to him, I would encourage you, go ahead and get baptized today. We've already got it ready. You could just make your way over to the starting point area. We'll help you out. You may say, well, Pastor Kevin, I'm willing to pray a prayer and commit my life, but I need a little bit of time to get family together and bring people in, and we'll have another baptism real soon, and we'll do that too. But we wanna help you get started today to get things right between you and God. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages and penalty of our sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. And the Bible even tells us how. It says all who will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so today that's what this prayer is about. It's giving you an opportunity to call on the name of the Lord Jesus to save you, to forgive you of your sins, to place you in Christ. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for the next 30 seconds? If that's you today and you say, Pastor Kevin, I don't remember a time in my life that I ever asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. When I count to three, just pop your hand up right where you are and I'll lead you in a prayer. You may say, I have, I used to follow the Lord, but I've, if I'm honest, I've walked away and I've grown cold and I sure would like to restart my faith in Jesus today. If that's you, when I count to three, just put your hand up. Ready? Let's get ready to respond. When I count to three, if you need to get right with God for the first time or to come back, just raise your hand and we'll pray. One, two, three. If that's you, would you put your hand up? One hand, two hands. Anyone else today? Put it up high so I can see it. The room's a little dark. Anybody else? Three, I see you. Anyone else? Four. Five. Anybody else? Put it up. Let's make a decision. Today's the day. Six, thank you, thank you. Church, you can celebrate that. Maybe I missed your hand, but Jesus did not miss your hand. Would you pray this prayer after me? Pray this prayer after me. The whole church pray together so you're not praying by yourself. Dear God, I thank you that you see me just as I am. I realize that I've sinned and I've walked away from you. I receive Jesus Christ today as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me and that he rose again. Please forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take every part of me now. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Celebrate one more big time. Welcome home, everybody. So here's what we're gonna do. If you prayed that prayer today to give your heart to Jesus, somewhere at the end of the service before you leave, also, even if you're not going to get baptized today, make sure you stop by our starting point area because we do have Bibles and resources to help you in your journey with Jesus. You know, what do I do tomorrow? What, how does this decision impact my life? Are there people that can help me? We will help you any way we can if you'll just stop by starting point, like I said, just before you leave sometime today. For the next 20 minutes though, we're gonna have a time of worship and baptism. And again, today, if you make a decision and say, well, I didn't sign up, but I would like to be baptized. If you'll come tell us, we will get you closed and we'll get you baptized even today. While our baptism candidates are being baptized, we're gonna turn this room into a house of worship. So why does everyone stand? You don't need to leave yet. We still got another 20 minutes. Why don't you go ahead and stand church and get into position of celebration and when people are being baptized, would you rejoice over them as they're experiencing that declaration of new life? If you wanna come up front and worship, please do so. If you wanna come up and take pictures, please do so. But let's go ahead and go into a time of baptism and worship. Run for cover, but the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. I believe in signs and wonder. I have resurrection power. Still the miracle. That 
just can't get older. My name is registered in heaven. My praise belongs to you forever. Come on, sing it out. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. All together, sing. Come together, sons and daughters. Walk with blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Seen what you can do. 
Just confirming because the last, the last about seven or nine of them jumped in today. And so we celebrate those decisions today. 
to receive Christ and to make that step in baptism. I'm gonna call our altar teams to the front. Our altar teams are gonna make their way to the front to be available to you for prayer. We're here to pray for healing, freedom, whatever you may need prayer for, we wanna be here to pray with you. Church, would you, before you leave, would you pray one more time with me over all these that have been baptized and all those that have made a decision today to receive Christ? Let's all pray together and then we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you because of Christ, we can experience new beginning, new life. That God, you don't only forgive our sins, but you place us in yourself and you give us access to you and the power and authority over the enemy and sin. God, we thank you for what we've observed and watched today. I pray, God, it ignites faith in us for who we are in you so that we walk out of here even more grateful and confident. Thank you for all you've done and all you'll continue to do. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 1030 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.